Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 125, written November 27th, 2022. The title of our podcast today is Life or Abundant Life. For a moment, ponder the title in your psyche and ask yourself, Life or Abundant Life? Should that be a statement or a question? You decide after you hear both sides of the spectrum. And I will ask the same question at the end of this podcast. I first want to start off by asking a general question. Do we have life? Just because our bodies is alive, do we really have life? The Holy Bible says, if we have the Son of God, we have life. Let me read it. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 1 John 5, 11 and 12 in KJV. And not only will you have this life with God on earth, but Jesus went on to say, let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. John 14, 1-3. Read it. Abundant life. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John 10, 10. Read it. Now, this life that Jesus is speaking of being begins, rather, when you accept him as Lord and Savior in your life. Not a future date or necessarily when you are raptured at the resurrection on the last day of earth's history because that day we just change our earthly attire and put on our heavenly attire as we are changed in the blink of an eye on that last day. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 50 through 54. Read it. That's just taking you to the next level of this wonderful, abundant life. To live in heaven with him. Also, on that, we all get to speak Japanese. We say sayonara. Earth, if that's the way you're going to be a hellhole, we're out of here. That may sound a little traumatic, but that's how it that's how it'll be. 
But friends, we, we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that life begins today. So, I'm going to ask you at that same question, but personally, remember the question I asked you earlier? Do you have life? Remember I asked, do we have life? Now it's personal. Do you have life? If not, the key to having this life is dying to self and sin by turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. And your abundant life starts there. Jesus will come again. And today, the word quickly is even more so prevalent in our lives. Friends, as, as we see our world crumbling around us, we should look no further than upwards and place our hope in God. And please be assured there is a better way in Jesus. Jesus says, Behold, I come quickly. Revelation 3.11. Read it. The reason Jesus hasn't come back yet, we, the church, slumbers and sleep. Matthew 25.5. Read it. My friends, though circumstances may happen here on earth, though the church may be slumbering, and though your world around you may be falling apart, the key thing is not to care how long it takes for him, Jesus, to return, but you be ready when he returns. That's the key. By accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit has put upon my heart to understand why some people live longer than others. And this he said to me, out of my mercy, if men do not repent in their generation, their 40 years, they're extended into the next generation. In essence, by his tender mercy, they live a longer life. But, 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 but Brother Gene, didn't he give us three scores and ten? That's 70 years, basically two generations. Not necessarily, my brother. In the beginning, Adam lived 900 plus years, remember? Then, because of sin, we got cut down to 120 years. And after the flood, we got cut down to just 70 years. Who is to say today that we have 70? Only by God's grace, we should say we have 70. Okay? As he said to me, our lives are extended out of his mercy because of sin. We can't provoke God's mercy, but by his grace and our ignorance, his mercy is extended toward us. 
Now, don't go around thinking by sinning. Hmm. You can uh, get more time here on earth because that is presumptuous, my brother. Presumptuous sin. He will not allow you to continue to live in that kind of sin. No way, no how. That's why the Lord stated in his scripture. He said, my spirit shall not always contend with men forever. Okay? There comes a time when God said enough is enough. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, NIV, read it. In reference to a generation, Christ showed himself to his generation 40 days after his resurrection. For infallible proof, he was alive. Acts 1-3, read it. I know some of you are thinking it already in your mind. And you want to say, now brother Gene, are you saying that my grandma who lived to be 105 years old lived that long because she had unforgiven sins? In her life? No, what I'm saying is by God's grace, Grandma lived that long because she had to get something right with God. Are you listening? I hope I got your attention. Listen, to be, to be her, her herself, I mean, she could be the most perfect woman in the world. Her sin or, or the fact that we are all born in sin through Adam. So how good she is don't matter. So whether you, yourself, you born into this world, after birth, it doesn't matter. Listen, you still have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. So if grandma did all these good things during her life, she will have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior to be saved. That's with everybody. That's what I am saying, and that's why the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He extends his mercy due to our ignorance to give us a chance to accept God's Son, Jesus Christ. The great apostle Paul even called himself a wretch. Let me read it. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 7, 24 and 25. Read it. Here, I recommend we read the whole seven chapter. Read the whole chapter. Amen? Let's talk about abundant life a moment. Keep in mind, Jesus said himself, because you are my disciples, you will suffer persecution. John 15, 18. And 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Read it. So that's the first thing about that life in Christ. 
it's not so rosy or blissful here on earth. Hmm? Because we still have a devil here, currently seeking to destroy all he can. He's going to do all he can to try to keep you out of the kingdom of heaven. Keep you from the joy. Oops. That's, that word slipped out. But that's a part of the abundant life package. Joy. We joy in tribulations. Okay? Also, the devil tried to keep you from God's bless. Oops. Blessings. Another word slipped out. That's a part of the abundant life. So you see, it's all the good things of God, which is the abundant life in Christ, that our enemy is going to set out to try to keep us from. Not the things of this world, which are material things that pleases our lust of the flesh, our lust of the eye, and the pride of life, 1 John 2.16. Read it. Hmm. That sounds like a, another podcast within itself. We'll see. The true abundant life resides within God's love. It's not the material things here on earth. Don't get the two mixed up. But rather, the abundant life Jesus gives are the good things of God. Let me give you an example. You have food on your table. That's a good thing. But not a big feast, which is not necessarily a good thing. We should eat to satisfy, not to gorge. Another one. You have clothes on your back, a shelter, and a car in your driveway. That's a good thing. But not a 10-bedroom mansion with the Rolls Royce in the driveway. Now, by the world standard, that's a good thing. But by God's standard, listen, that is not necessarily a good thing. Then, Brother Dean, why, why, why my dictionary describes abundant as having a lot more than enough? How can you say when Jesus says abundant, he didn't want me to have more than enough? The time when God wants us to have more than enough, my friend, is when our hearts is prepared to share it. We just had Thanksgiving Day, a feast day in the U.S. Why would you need 10 fresh roast turkeys with all the trimmings on your table this Thanksgiving? Let's say you're a family of four with no visitors coming. Think about it. When you got people near your home on the streets, starving, freezing, 
to death. You think God is pleased to put abundance in your care? In your hand? The church exploded after Pentecost. Why? Because people opened up their hearts in sharing with those around them in need. It's something that the Holy Ghost did to them. Why he's not doing that to us today? He's the same Holy Ghost. Huh? Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47. Read it. We don't see that kind of giving now. It's because the hardness of our heart. Oh, yeah. We'll give out of our abundance. <laughs> I got a lot, so I'm going to give you a little bit. But not like the widow who gave her last mite to God. You wonder why Jesus haven't come back yet? To give us the heavenly eternal life? We're not ready. Think about it. Luke 16, 10 through 13. Luke 3, verse 11. Read it. But we often hear the story about how the apostles received power and spoke with diverse tongues after the Holy Ghost fell on them. That we preach. That is widely known. But we rarely hear what benevolence they and the church did for their fellow man one to another after they were converted and saved. If it's this life you want, you already have it, brother. But if it's the life that God wills for you, that abundant life, then you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and turn from your wicked ways, I'm going to throw that in there, unto God's way, okay? I promise to ask this question again. Life or abundant life? If you feel it's a statement, you already know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But if you think it's a question, you probably need to know the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior. Here is your invitation. The Lord says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. In essence, those of us who have struggled with sin, Jesus says, Come. Then he goes on to say, And I will give you rest. In other words, he will give you forgiveness for your sin, from your sins, he will give you his peace, even while living here in this earth. He continues, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. After you receive him, you learn to follow him through his word and the Holy Spirit. And sometimes a yoke, my friend, can be burdensome but he has given you his strength through the Holy Spirit to bear the yoke. He says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Now, to follow him 
you learn to be humble and grateful for what you have in life, in him, and his abundant life, not as the world. He continues, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. This world around you may be chaos, but you have his peace to endure. Then he says, for my yoke is easy, there it is, and my burden is light. When leaning on his everlasting arms, your burden is light, my friend. Matthew chapter 11, 28. I paraphrased it, but please read it. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, Father God, please help people know life in your Son, Jesus Christ, that abundant life. It keeps on giving. And as much as we receive, we give. We don't hoard to ourselves like the world. Help us know the difference between life in this world and abundant life in Christ. Although a world apart, I believe you can draw all men unto yourself and your abundant life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, if you or someone you know have need of prayer, you can contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.